Hey guys, welcome back to another coffee break. Uh, as you may have noticed this week, it's just us two. So go original Pat Murray team. Yay! Yay, just <laughs> us. <laughs> so we'll definitely be having more of our friends on in the future. But for today, it's just the two of us. And before we get started, we do have a great topic to discuss. Before we get to that, um, as always, if you're not already following us on all of our social media, uh, platforms. Please make sure you go ahead and check us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, obviously on YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find us. So uh, look for the pink, look for us, and uh, like, follow, subscribe. There we go. Um, that'll keep you up to date on all of our future episodes, all the fun stuff that we're planning for the future. We've got a couple cards up our sleeves for things we want to do. <laughs> we'll see if we get there. <laughs> so Oof. make sure you definitely um, are liking, commenting, following, all of that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're actually going to talk about something super interesting that Summer and I have actually talked about this multiple times throughout the years as K-pop fans. Um, but today we're actually going to record it and, and kind of set that message of what we think, you know, yeah. are these things. Yeah, we're making it official, essentially. Um, so the topic is the double-edged sword, the dark side of K-pop. So, yeah. you know, in a lot of industries, not just entertainment, but I mean, you mostly see it in entertainment because like we deal with humans, right? That's kind of like the main focus. You see a lot of good stuff, you know, one, we get entertained out of it, duh, right? But I feel like there's also a lot of bad things that kind of, you know, be are hidden. Like people don't really think about them. It's uncomfortable to think about them or you get mad or just the more you think about it, the less you want to interact with that sort of, you know, um, environment or entertainment or product or whatever. But, uh, we decided to bring that to light. Yep. And, uh, it might be uncomfortable for some people I feel. Um, but I feel like most of us are kind of aware of, if you've been long enough True. in the K-pop world, you, you know, that there's plenty of dark things out there. Um, can you think of something from the top of your head, Summer? Well, I know one of the infamous ones is definitely slave contracts. Yes, definitely slave contracts. I feel there's been a lot of action against that, though. Right? Like in oh, recent yeah. times. In recent years, though. But I know when we first became K-pop fans mm -hmm. and I found out about some of that stuff, it was so shocking. And not only was it shocking, I know by the time we became fans, mm -hmm. what, like 20... 14? Yeah, roughly. 14 ish, yeah. I yeah. think. There were people that were just getting slave contracts abolished then or like mm -hmm. a couple years before us. But I'm like, holy crap. By the time yeah. we became K pop fans, this we weren't that far removed from this yeah. kind of thing. Because it's essentially kind of like long, very long contracts, right? Um, with a lot of restrictions, I think, um, and a lot of demands. Yeah. Coming from the management. And I feel like a lot of the idols, all of these artists were like, this isn't fair. Like we're putting all this work. I mean, we have, we are aware that, um, a lot of them start in a negative, I guess, balance you can say, and then kind of throughout their work reach at a point where it's like, okay, now we're making earnings. We kind of had to pay back all that they've invested in us. But even then it's like, okay, we're still stuck in this contract for many, 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 many years. And they're working us to death. Um, and I feel like people are no longer okay with that, <laughs> obviously. Well, I mean, there has to be a point that I'm like, I know you've had like 
room, board, shelter, training, yes. all of this to be an idol, but there has to be a point to where it's like, how much is too much? Absolutely. You know, I think when you get to the point that, you know, you're not just paying back a debt, but you're basically working yourself to death for someone else's yeah. benefit and you get nothing out of it. It's like with the slave contracts, they almost, instead of just putting you in the negative, they basically put you in a hole yeah. that you can't get out of. For sure. And doesn't do any good because we've heard stories of uh, people said hey like when I was uh well we have the trainee stories but then even after they've had seen a lot of success you can't see it and and just their like life it's like yeah I'm popular I'm everywhere but deep down like I'm barely able to eat because I don't have money and yeah. it's just insane to think such and a sophisticated yeah such a sophisticated industry like at least from our standpoint just kind of as the viewer to know that that's maybe still happening I feel like it is I mean um not to the extent that I feel it was back in the day but it's just insane well and I think it's hard too because you have to consider that when a lot of idols are trainees mm-hmm. they're normally really young oh, and yeah. I think they get taken advantage of because if you're like 13, 14, Mm -hmm. and you're going to go be a trainee and you're hoping to debut, you know, in your later teens, you're going to sign anything. Yeah, for sure. And if your parents are cool with that, like, I'm not really sure how it would work there, but I would assume, Mm -hmm. you know, like here, you're a minor, you got to have someone sign off on it. But if your parents like, oh, yep, you're going to go make money for the family, go be a superstar, follow your dream. And they sign off on it. They're okay with it. It's a little kid. Yeah. And that, that kind of poses the other question. How young is too young for this? Do you think? They just keep getting younger. And it's, I feel like when, you know, you're 14, 15, even younger, because a lot of them start even younger. It's like, you don't know what you really want. Honestly, I I, I don't feel like you make a conscious choice. Like, yeah, you're there. And you're like, I want to be an idol. But I feel like obviously none of us develop and mature until we're older. And it's like, I don't know. Well, and just think about it. If you're debuting, when say you're like 14, when did you start training? Because there's yeah. a difference between debuting at 14 and training mm-hmm. at 14. Like, I feel like I wouldn't bat an eye as much at someone who started training at 13 or 14 and yeah. debuted when they're like 17 or 18, right? Because I mean, of course, it's going to be a hard process for them, but they're not going to have that full pressure and force on them until, you know, they're at yeah. least closer to adulthood. But it's like you're being thrust on the stage with all these expectations, this debt, these contracts, and you're like, maybe not even a teenager yet. Yeah. And that's, if you make it too, it's like, if you don't wear, which is something I feel like not much explored, or at least I haven't thought about it as much till right now. It's like, you start up young, you have all these, these dreams and expectations, and sometimes you'll make it sometimes you won't. Right. And let's say you don't, what happens to you then? Um, feel like we can have a different discussion about that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just being 10, 11, 12, or however young you are and kind of being molded into something to this like perfect being in a way. Cause that's, I feel the expectation for them is to be like, like that at such a young age, I feel like that messes you up like mentally. It just does. And which is another bad thing about the industry. There's a lot of mental health problems present there. That a lot of people suffer from. And I think especially with it being a market within a more conservative country too. Yeah. It's not always like well spoken of. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like mental health is taboo still everywhere. I mean, it's accepted in other regions to talk about. I feel like our country is slowly, very slowly getting there. But even then, like if we're barely there and we see how Korea is, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, we've, you know, seen, I mean, we haven't seen, but we've read about like a lot, like several of the suicides that have happened in the past years and it's an issue. It's an issue yeah. in general in the country, in of Asia course. especially, but being in this industry, it's like, I feel like all these negative things are kind of mixed up together. Mm-hmm. One affects the other, obviously, and it's, you know, pressure in that money, pressure in like, you were young, you didn't know what you were doing, and all these expectations, all this pressure, all this like a negative feedback from people, because people are very harsh. That gets to you, the fame, the, I need to, you know, meet up, meet that expectation that is, that, you know, that is expected of me. And it's like that pressure, it just all gets to you. I feel. And it's like a never ending circle cycle too. Cause like you said, it all feeds into each other. And then you think about it. What if you made it all the way to debut and then something goes wrong and you didn't debut, like the effect that that would have on you. Or what if that's your fear? So it's like, what are you willing to do to debut? Like you hear about people doing sketchy stuff to debut too, because it's so competitive. And that's kind of goes hand in hand, like competitiveness and like, there's a lot of misconduct. I mean, obviously prior to or during your debut and then obviously after the fact, but it's such a competitive industry. In my opinion, I feel like a lot of these industries, obviously here in the United States, a lot of industries are competitive, I feel, and just in general for work, you know, but to make it obviously in the, in the Korean entertainment industry, I feel that's just like insane. Yeah. There's so many groups out there and they're just making more and more and more. And just to even become a trainee, it's really tough. Yeah. Just to become a trainee. And it's like, if you're a trainee, you hear about their horror stories of what you have to do just to stay a trainee yeah right you can't gain weight you can't have a scandal a lot of agencies won't let you date yeah so you have to stay in line just to stay a trainee and then hope that you debut and then hope that that group is successful enough yeah that you actually make money to pay back your debt first and then have something to live off of yeah and there's a lot of competition there's a lot of people that are trying to do just that and there's a lot of groups and I see why there's a culture of kind of like focusing on a single group over there, because I feel like they know more of how that industry runs than we do here. Um, for us, it's like, oh, they're musicians. And for them, it's like, they struggle to be where they're at. We're going to completely entirely like, focus our energy on that group, which I respect for me. It's more about like, I love, I love their music. I don't care who's who, right. But I understand why those fans do what they do over there because like it's just so many groups, so many groups and it's just hard to to make a name for yourself over there and to me that's a bad thing I feel like maybe because here we don't have many groups <laughs> yeah I just think the the level of competition for that market is different there yeah because it's not really k-pop's becoming more mainstream here yeah. right but like just think about it you could pull any semi-decent idol group from Korea if you made them all white and made their songs <laughs> English and like put them yeah. here, I feel like they would have a much higher 
success rate, right? Because they're going to sure. stand out. They're going to be more unique. Like people are going to go crazy. They're going to eat it up. But over there, it's like, cool, you can sing and dance and rap and you look pretty. Um, well, so do the other 57 groups that debuted this year. Well, why should I pick you? Exactly. Yeah, that's it's so hard to stand out. And there that's why there's just so much, um, so, so, so many things that go into trying to stand out, I feel. And it's just like, this is weird, but it's like a human body. Every little piece kind of this industry so well made at this point that it's like every little piece is done for a reason. You know, all these concepts, we talked about this with our friend, Kevin, and, um, it all just kind of goes hand in hand, honestly. And this competition does lead to misconduct, um, or, and it's not like, I feel like they want to be doing these certain, certain things, but I mean, let's talk about that. Actually. I mean, we've heard that a lot of female idols and actresses and stars have, have done things, um, that obviously they're not proud of doing, or they wouldn't want to do, but they're kind of put in the situation where it's like, to be here, you have to do this first. And I'm um, obviously we're referring to, you know, a lot of it is sexual, like sexual encounters with people, higher ups, you know, and I don't feel like recently that's spoken about as much, but I know the past few years, there's been, you know, situations that like they come, they, they come out and say, Hey, this happened to me, but at least this year, I don't think we've heard much of that. Have we? I don't think so, but I mean, it's not something that's unique to the Mm -hmm. Korean entertainment industry, but it's something I think a lot of people don't, they don't think about like what sacrifices people make or like, what were they coerced into doing? Or maybe stuff happened against like their permission, their will, but because they wanted to succeed, they didn't talk about it. Like people don't think about that. Cause a lot of it is females in that regard, at least like the prostitution end. But I mean, I would not be surprised if guys are put in these situations too. Like, oh, I I wouldn't be surprised either. No, it's just. And then I feel like they'd just be less likely to talk about it. Exactly, people are already not likely to talk about it, so that would be another level of don't. Because that's just how our society is. You know, you're man. You know, that doesn't happen to you, but it does. Does I feel like not just in this industry, but as you mentioned and. Many other industries, not just the entertainment industry, you know, (laughs) it's everywhere, unfortunately, Um, which it needs to be spoken about more because, you know, and that's a whole Me Too Too movement took off. Um, But honestly, yeah, I didn't hear much coming from the Korean industry after that kind of blew up, you know, not as much. But speaking about things like that. let's talk about people that have made it and are very much over their head and think that they could do whatever they want. Uh, yes. I feel like we all know what I'm referring to. I'm like, time to name drop. <laughs> Ugh. The other day I was thinking about that as I was driving home. Um, cause a song co- popped up and, uh, I was like jamming out and then I was like, wait a second. And then I'm like, Ugh. and then I like changed it. <laughs> It's unfortunate. The music's obviously great quality, but I just can't associate myself with people like that. I can't support people like that. Mm-hmm. And name drop for people that might be new to K-pop. You can name drop if you want. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I don't want to. I know it's just I don't want to speak their name. It's a very interesting situation that it's like 
it's because one thing if it was one person but it was like multiple people that you and I both like adored I know um but essentially what we're talking about is that scandal that happened was it like 2019 it was it was before COVID wow it was 2019 essentially a group of idols had like this secret chat where they would you know uh share amongst themselves like spy cam footage and just explicit content without uh, the ladies, you know, consent and among other things, right? It, it was like a whole thing. That's what started it. And then yeah. it's just like a whole thing it came just, out. Yeah. It, was it blew a up. It's mm-hmm. like secrets start coming out, like just like things that they were doing, not just that started coming out. It's just like a whole investigation, but yeah, it was a group of them. Um, and that's the dark side of K-pop. You would think your perfect idol is isn't gonna do that but yeah people are people right i feel like there's always gonna be bad people regardless of where you everyone everyone was so quick to be like oh it's not my opa it's not my group (laughs) there were so many groups involved and not only that i think so many people were shocked when it's like oh your you know favorite person might have not been doing the bad stuff but they were in the chat and saw it happening and they they didn't say anything that's kind of what like pisses me pissed me off especially when it wasn't just like videos of things that like people didn't have permission to take there was like assault and yes. stuff happening that yeah. was recorded that I'm like this is illegal and awful degrading stuff yeah. and you watched it and said nothing that's just insane so for your friends or your bros I'm like what it's like no that's just the human decent thing to do is like you know you see something wrong you report that sh- I was about to say a cuss word because I'm like worked up, but you report that you really do. Um, and it was a disappointment as a fan. I was like, wow, like, I know you're not perfect. None of us are, but I hoped you were a human, a decent human being, like at least, <laughs> you know? know, and then, I mean, it just, it was a whole snowball effect. Cause then we had people that we thought were good people too, that just were kind of slimy sliding into people's DMS with appropriate remarks and comments too it just kind of um those hurt too kind of opened up a whole can of worms of just terrible behavior also from a whole spectrum too right because you know technically that's not like legal I guess to kind of like be weird like that I mean eh, I don't know I mean I wouldn't say it's the same but I'm like being a creep might be here and being a bystander to stuff happening might be here and then doing that stuff might be like off the chart of course yeah none of it is good but it shows you yeah it all shows you that that like they weren't up to any good to me the whole fact that they just didn't say anything if they were all present there is just terrible like you're an accomplice let's be real that's kind of I mean and it shows that that, like pretty boy opa can be a creep too yeah it can be anybody Yeah. Creeps can come in pretty packages. They can be talented people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. It, it hurt. It, it hurt. It but, yeah. but hey, that's what I thought was so shocking, though, is that like the fans were very like polar opposite ends of either, oh my gosh, I'm so shocked, but like mm-hmm. I'm going to burn this person's album or I'm going to give it away or I'm not going to look at it because I'm not going to support someone who does these things. And then there were the people that were like the apologists that were like, but I love them. Doesn't matter. I'm going to support them. They've been forgiven in my eyes because they made mistakes with being human. And for me, it was like, okay, you are a terrible person. If they were in a group, 
I would still listen to them because let's say it's one out of five. The other four had no fault in it. And I'm like, I'm going to yeah, support I'm not gonna them. Punish them. Yeah. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it because I, I support them. <laughs> but I'm like solo stuff. Um, yeah. What yeah. went out the, went out the window. Same. <sighs> There's a dark side in K-pop for sure. Let's talk about sexism in K-pop. I feel like we talked about this with uh, Kevin a little bit. A little when bit. We mentioned the differences of boy groups and girl groups. Um, a lot of it, yeah, it, it just there's an expectation on females. I feel that is not seen much higher. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, being a woman I mean, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine oh, yeah. being a K-pop idol, like a female hip hop model. There's no um, way. There's, there's just, there's no way. Nope. I can't even imagine it. I'm like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, no, I couldn't. I, I know at some point, you know, you get into the K-pop world and you want to do it. You're like, man, I wish. But then when you really think about it and the more you are in there's that no world, way. you realize, okay, no, <laughs> you I, mean, know? I respect that. I respect the I ladies do. that can do it. Yeah. Like mad props. There's, I could not do it. There's no way. I feel like it's already tough on us. Imagine them. It's like, I, I can barely survive what we're doing here now as like, you know, a person that works and it's just kind of how we, we deal with that. Not every day, obviously, thankfully, but I feel like we deal with that once in a while. And, and imagine having to deal with that stuff, like more intensely, it just sucks. It does. Ugh. And I don't know. I, I feel like things maybe are changing. <laughs> Oh, so slightly, but it's all, there's a long way to go. It'll take a lot of time, a long time, but I feel like a lot of the issues that we mentioned, including this one, it can be seen in other industries, but I feel like we forget though. We forget that there's sexism, you know, because like, we're so focused on just the beauty of it, the spectacle of it. Um, and that's why I feel like this type of discussion is good to put out there. And it's like, yes, it's all great, but not really yeah. there's more the to it behind the doors K-pop, at least yeah I was gonna say the k-pop industry is great at covering up what they don't want you to see or what's maybe less tasteful behind the yeah. whole spectacle experience of k-pop <sighs> you get sucked into the experience you, you do. really do you really really they make do. it they make it so easy that's what they want they want you to see that <sighs> which kind of gives me thinking about um vanity and just came mm-hmm. on it's beautiful as we were mentioning it's a spectacle but is it real you know I feel like none of this but it's just kind of this ugh, it's great to see but it it's great to see I say this because like back in the day I uh loved seeing it and I would get inspired of how I would kind of want to look uh, my fashion I got a lot of it from that um what I tried not to do was compare myself to them because <laughs> um, our body types are just different one, right? Uh, and just- You don't, you don't got to tell me that twice. <laughs> and just like, I don't know. It, there's just no way, no way in hell ever accomplish that. But, um, but then like, it got me thinking, you know, when I was kind of immersed in that of trying to kind of, you know, borrow their fashion and get inspired, it, I did- have a moment when I sat down and I was like man but these people are really vain and it's not just like them it's like their country and I'm sorry for saying that but I mean it's known that they really really focus on 
beauty. It can be great because trust me, like I would get inspired by it. When we were in Korea, everyone looked amazing. What's acceptable there is different than here as well, just in general. So like I remember when we were in Korea, I know, and this is probably just like a confidence thing, but like if you go to say a woman's restroom here in the United States, you might see someone like touching up their makeup, but they're normally trying to do it like quickly so they can get out of the way. They're not hogging the mirror. You know, they're not all like look at me I'm priming up I'm putting my lipstick on like ooh la la you'll see someone do that every once in a while but that's not like the norm yeah but when we were there it was like everyone was just like I'm gonna stare at myself I'm gonna put my lipstick on like oh that's right like my lipstick is like looking good I'm on fleek today like (laughs) let me put some powder on like it was like no no shame or whatever they're gonna take no as shame. long as they wanted yeah. and no sense of like we're waiting for you because we need to wash our hands you know <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. I'm gonna take as long as I need to look great which I'm just like you're if you want to look great you're entitled to do that but it's just the I guess the way the like confidence to go about it in that way yeah. in public it's just is something that's not as common and it's here. not even that for me it's like good for you but I feel like they set that standard for everybody it's like you Mm -hmm. have to be like that and if you aren't they like they frown they're like no you know like you're not beautiful like you're not taking care of yourself like you're too fat like they're they will upfrontly tell you you've gained weight and to them it's like normal and for me it's like Dane like that's disrespectful like it is what it is but don't go tell them in front of everybody like but to them I think it's a cultural thing but I mean it's pretty well known you know that they're to me it can't to me it seems more like vanity but to them it's like they're more focused on them their appearance um just kind of depends on your perception right um I don't want to say that everyone's like that because obviously that's generalizing but I feel like a lot of that is translated into the K-pop industry. I think so too. And what I think is funny about it though, is that I feel like there is some like self-awareness of it there. Yeah. You know, like they're not blind to it. Cause I, Mm-mm. so I have a coworker, right. Who, who is Korean. She's lived in the States for a very long time. Yeah. And, um, I remember she came to work once and she had like a very nice like outfit on. And like, I commented like, oh, I really like your dress. Like you look mm-hmm. really nice today. And she made the comment that she looked nice by American standards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, she's like, I'm trying out some of my outfits. Cause I want to mm-hmm. be able to go back home and see family in Korea. And I need to start taking better care of myself and I need to lose a couple pounds and I need to dress better. I yeah. don't look good to their standards. I look good. I look I good. I look good. Or I look okay here because I'm in America. She's like, by Korean standard, I don't look good. And which was also funny because I was like, but to me, you look fine. Yeah. And she's just like, well, she's like, but she's like, you think of it different because you're American. And she's like, even if you go to Korea, you're a foreigner. So she's mm-hmm. like, it's different. I'm a Korean. Koreans will judge me. You're a foreigner. Yeah. And it's true. I, when we went to Korea the first time, I felt extremely underdressed. And then the second time I knew what to yeah. expect. I knew what I wanted to like take, but I mean, you can take so much in a suitcase. So it's like, oh, I had to like kind of work with what I had. And I think mm-hmm. we looked great, but I mean, obviously not up to their standards and it's okay. Cause okay. like, I'm ready for third time's the charm. I think, oh Lord. I think I can I'm gonna, nail, I'm gonna have to nail it this time. I'm gonna, yeah, we can mail it or haul like multiple because we're gonna look good now. Um, or for instance, like we've had friends that are now living over there and their looks have changed, you know. Yeah, they adapted. 
they adapted and it's, it's insane. I mean, it's could be good. It could be bad to me. It's just damn a lot of vanity. Um, but it gives us great entertainment and the K-pop, you know, it looks pretty. So, and the girls are beautiful. The guys are beautiful, but yeah, I mean, as we mentioned, there's just like a standard or an expectation on the girls to be like a certain way. And I feel like it's like that everywhere, but there it's more extreme because that's just their whole society is like, you have to look good. And if you're an idol, you have to look even better. Yep. And it's like, because they focus on, for me, it's like, what? Like, you know, the whole face size. Yeah. I just know. And I've never considered that. I would have never thought about that. And it's just, they've gone to that point where like they've analyzed, you know, gone to the point where they just kind of like really got down of, you know, they micro, I guess, analyze like everything about yourself, which is interesting because the whole S line and all that's what I was going to say. Small face, big face, S line, B line. It's crazy. It's pretty interesting. I mean, and I know I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of too much vanity for me or whatever, but I mean, I've definitely borrowed some of their, you know fashion some of their styles and some of their tips I mean the whole facial routine oh yes so but I'm like um, oh yes yes but yeah as people as foreigners when we went over there it was cultural shock because maybe I don't know when we would see k-pop videos when we see k-dramas like in my mind I thought oh you know it's because that's extravagant like you know of course you have to be like nicer looking and like k-pop video or you're an idol you have to have this like look right to you and of course in k-dramas everything's pretty but then realizing oh crap like regular people it is how it is like everyone's like that that. it's just like whoa and speaking of foreigners this is the last thing that i can think of that is um i think it's gotten better but i know um just in general in korea you know some foreigners aren't treated the best but let's talk about how they're treated in the k-pop industry yeah so you always hear about not always but i mean you'll commonly mm-hmm. hear if it's a group and they have korean members and foreign members yeah there's it's pretty common to hear that the foreign members don't get the same treatment as the korean members so yeah. the korean members get better treatment yeah i feel like it, it's changing or it's better because like, you know, there's groups now that have like that specific member that is like from somewhere else, but they have such a huge fan base that it's like similar. But I feel like even prior to they viewing, it's like during their training years, it's so much rough, rougher for them. Yeah. Like one, you're in a foreign country. You don't know the language you're learning it. You know, you look a little different. You do. And, you know, we mentioned appearances are super important. So, you know, people treat you differently. Um, and I guess that's not something we see here as much, like in this side, like in this industry here, in the music industry here, because I mean, we are a country that has all sorts of colors out there, you know, or looks of people that are famous, you know. Uh, but I do see it with, you know, whole BTS coming in. There's a lot of bad things set out there which I find kind of ironic in a way but I guess it is everywhere just kind of not being not belonging there or -hmm. you're a little bit different um means that you're going to get treated a little bit different but I feel like well 
what I'm talking about is Asian foreigners. Yes. Right? But if we talk about people that look like me or, you know, that are black, I feel like even now I was reading, I forget the name of the group, but there is like apparently issues within the group, like of racism. You know what I'm talking about? A girl group? I just went blank on their name. I don't remember their name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. So it's like, if you're Asian, there's a little bit, but I feel like it's more passable now. And it took them now. It took a while. To be where they're at now. And then people, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's ever been like a full blown Hispanic person that's like try to be an idol, but you know, everyone's like half something yeah. or some type of Asian. Cause I, I think, um, Samuel was what, like half, half Mexican or like Mexican American, but yeah. uh, that's as far as we got, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like that, that's just nowhere to well, then good. it's just it's not it's pretty bad still and then when you said that that just made me think like that opens a different can of worms too because then it's like oh are you like half korean half white or half korean half hispanic do you look more white do you look more hispanic how yeah. korean do you pass yeah for being korean is that gonna get you better treatment yeah like they have it rough and then you think about like I guess that's why you don't really see like a full-blown non-Asian foreigner normally in Greece. Yeah. That's where it's like, okay. Because I feel like it's gone better for the Asian foreigners, you know. You have that that aesthetic that people want to see over there. Um, But if you look like me, you probably, I mean, I'm not, (laughs) I remember walking around the streets of Korea. I was definitely exotic. And that kind of brings into a question that I like want to ask you. Uh, we've talked about this too a while ago. K-pop, Korean pop, isn't it just pop, but Korean, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, and that's where you, it gets kind of weird because it's like, well, foreigners in the industry are are they singing entirely in Korea? Korean, most of them do, right? But it's like. I guess that's why it's difficult to kind of break that barrier. Um, Obviously there's racism, but then there's a whole, like what is Korean pop or K-pop? Like, is it pop? Is it just not, is it Korean pop because of just like the culture that comes with it and just that, or is it like the language? Is is it who's actually singing it? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just fascinating. It really is. Well, and you can even say that about groups that release English songs over here. Yeah. Like take, some of the songs that BTS has released in yeah. English or Monster X or any yeah. of the other groups. Does that mean if I listen to one of their songs on the radio, am I listening to K-pop? It's in English, but it's by a Korean group. It was produced in America. Is it still K-pop though? These are the questions that who heck knows, right? Like I feel these are all rhetorical questions that I feel maybe might be different for everybody. I feel like this thing is like, okay, it's a Korean language. It's Korean. It's K-pop. And it's done by a Korean group, it's K-pop. Or by a group that's active in the K-pop industry, it's K-pop. That's kind of what I, think, I feel people are. I think that's why a lot of people are accepting of there being a lot of like subgenres too. Yes. And the reason I say that is because um, so like today I saw the whole, what is it called? The whole like year 
in review, rewind, Spotify yeah. type dealio, right? When it was showing me my top like genres, it had K-pop, mm. then it broke out K-rap, and then it broke out K-pop group yeah, as a separate genre from just regular K-pop. And I think but- a lot of people have accepted like mm-hmm. Korean pop music as like a sub- genre yeah. of k-pop or like vice versa because i see uh k r and b i yeah. like a lot of groups and soloists that do that too and then there's like ballads too but i don't it's know all music. it's all music and i feel like there's it's ambiguous of course and i feel it's pretty new so it's kind of hard to say anyway um yeah and all this kind of goes hand in hand of just kind of like they're different to us there's racism here, there's racism there. It's just kind of like, I don't know. The world is at a place where we're all mixed now. Um, I think these industries have a lot of catching up to do. It's kind of all I'm going to say. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting to see like where it's at in like 10 years, 15 yes. years. It's evolving really fast. Um, yeah. But with that, I feel like we've listed a lot of the things that are, yeah. are bad in the K-pop industry um yeah trust me guys we'll talk about the good stuff too yeah we'll talk about the good stuff but uh but I feel like that wraps up pretty well like all the bad things that are present you know not everything is 100% good 100% bad that's just reality um but I still love k-pop I still love the, the industry I love many groups I follow them um course uh the whole essence of this podcast was to get back into it so yes I am of course not fully immersed, but I still love it, even with the bad stuff. I mean, that, you know, as I mentioned, that's our world in general, like good yeah. and bad is there. But, um, but yeah, do you, can you think of anything else that, that you think is bad? I, I think that really did wrap it up. Right. Well, but not all bad. I'm just like, I have to remind myself, I'm like, it's not all bad. It's yes. not all bad. <laughs> yes. Because FYI. I don't know. I've probably got the gist of it, but hint, hint. This is part one of uh, of, two. of two. There's a dark side, and there's a light side. So we're definitely gonna talk about the good stuff, guys. But, you know, we're all here for a reason. <laughs> so K-pop is good too, you know. But um, it was rough. It was rough to kind of just be candid about something that we both really love. Being like, yeah. okay, near and dear. Yeah something that I feel personally has helped me through rough times. Uh, but you know, I feel like when you love something, you, you love even the bad stuff, you know, I mean, not that I I approve of any of it, but it's, it's there. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great way to wrap it up. And, uh, yeah, it was, I can't say fun talking about it, but I think it is good to get that out there. And I am excited, however, to talk about the good stuff. Mm -hmm. So make sure you guys are following us, like we said, on all of our socials. So -hmm. when we drop our part two next week, when we talk about all the happy and good stuff, you guys will definitely be informed and be able to catch that. So until then, we'll see you guys later. Bye. (laughs) Bye.